Welcome to Life Beyond the Chariot, a faith and family series from the St. Philip Institute. We believe we are called to not only know, but also to live the truth of the gospel within our homes, in our workplaces, and beyond. We believe we are invited to encounter Christ in the messiness of day-to-day life and to live as his disciples. Welcome to Life Beyond the Chariot. I am your host, Mickey Seba, the catechetical specialist here at the St. Philip Institute, and my co-host. I'm Deanna Johnston, the director of family life for the Institute. And our good, dear friend, great priest, spiritual director, um, I, I'm sure most people who are watching this know who you are, but there may be people who don't know. Sure. Uh, uh, so if you want to introduce yourself. Yeah. Hi, I'm Father Justin Braun, and I am the chaplain for the St. Philip Institute, and I am parochial vicar at Sacred Heart in Texarkana, Texas, and yeah, a great fan of this show. Uh, happen to be friends of you ladies and, and really enjoy all the content y'all been producing and looking forward to our discussion today. We have definitely been looking forward to this one. Um, before we dive into our topic of the interior life, would you lead us in prayer? Be happy to. So let's pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Loving Father, we thank you for the great gift of our faith. And today as we celebrate St. Dennis and his companions, these martyrs who planted the seeds of faith for the whole world to continue to grow in the path of Christ, that we may have that martyr's courage, uh, even in our daily lives, to witness in what we say and what we do to the kingdom of God. And we ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, Father, we know a lot about you, but some of our audience do not. So just give us a little bit of a background, like sure, how long have you been a priest? Um, well, and really anything who you is? want to share. Who yeah. is the uh, Father Braun? Yeah, uh, well... I've been a priest for a little over eight years, and I was ordained. Yes, I was ordained in 2012, and I served at the Cathedral Parish for three years, and in that time, also served as chaplain to the uh, Cathedral School and the High School Bishop Gorman, and then started to work as vocations director, and then started to work as director of youth ministry while doing all those other things, and then. Then just did vocations and campus ministry at St. John Paul II at UT Tyler uh, with a short stint at SFA. Uh, And then uh, more recently, the past two and a half years, I've been the director of youth formation for the Institute and then recently became the chaplain and can still continue to work with you lovely ladies um, and and working as parochial vicar at Sacred Heart in Texarkana. And uh, I have a great love for family life. As you all know, I I spend time with you and your kids Mm -hmm. and uh, I, I grew up in a great family. Mom and dad are 49, almost 50 years married, hey. and two sisters who, between the two of them, had 10 wonderful children, and I'm thankful to God I get to be the uncle to those awesome kids. And so I've just always, I, I've had a, yeah, I would say a deep passion to serve families, and over the years that's that's been such a rewarding part of my priesthood. I can't tell you how much I have been blessed just by your presence, and I'm sure that everyone who knows you and has come into contact with you have been blessed by um, the guidance that you give and spiritual direction that you provide. Just um, a holy man of God. Thank so thank you, you for thank you. for that. I know that Deanna and I have talked a lot, and we've been in ministry for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And I thought as someone who like studied theology 
uh, would kind of know how to do this whole life thing, (laughs) (laughs) especially when it came like to my own prayer life and to passing that on to my children. And it's tough. It's really tough. And I think uh, most of our audience are parents and, um, but whether you're a parent or not, the topic of like the interior life and what that is and what that means is vital to our relationship with Jesus. And so, um, that's what we're going to tackle today. Like, what is the interior life? Um, how can we start to go- cultivate that and foster that? Um, so we'll just sort of see where this conversation takes us. Okay. Sounds like fun. Uh, I'm going to jump into this real quick with just an analogy, because I think analogies always help us to kind of concretize things. Uh, so a good friend of mine sent me a picture yesterday or maybe the day before of her her new dining room. And uh She's a very competent, holy Catholic woman, uh, but she was like, I feel like such an adult. (laughs) Why? You're a mom of five kids. I mean, you've been adulting quite a while. And it's like, I finally have a clean dining room with chairs around the tables. And then I was like, you know, that that's that's honestly a lot like the interior life. Uh, A lot of times we get distracted with uh, you ladies get distracted with. chasing your children, uh, taking them to all their extracurricular activities and making sure, you know, they get to church, they get to mm-hmm. faith formation, the good things. No, none of these things are bad, making sure they're fed. But you didn't notice that you left the stove on overnight, right? You didn't notice that you literally had, you, you, you had no hand towels in your bathroom. You just, all these little things that, that little bit of order, that interior right. order that makes such a big difference to the rest of the things you're doing. So so that people are not intimidated, I think <clears throat> if I would characterize the interior life by any phrase, I would say it's keeping your house in order so that you can keep the rest of the house in order. And uh, so I'll go off that theme if that's all right with you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, but I want to take a scripture first because we always need to keep our, you know, our conversations grounded in what mm-hmm. Holy Mother Church mm-hmm. teaches. And so in <clears throat> Matthew chapter 6, verse 6, this is from the New American Standard, which is what we hear in the lectionary. It says, quote, But you, when you pray, go into your inner room, close your door, and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you, end quote. And... I take that as our kind of jumping point because a lot of times we, frankly, I mean, priests are guilty of this too. We forget that this whole thing's about our relationship mm-hmm. with God. It, it's, it's, it, it is structurally and fundamentally all about a relationship with God. Jesus came into the world to do what? To reveal the Father, right? And when he was assumed back into heaven, what did he do? He, he told his disciples, go therefore and baptize all nations and tell them about, you know, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them all I have taught you. Well, he spent three years of public ministry proclaiming what? The kingdom of his Father. And so our interior life, uh, that, that word, even that phrase can be kind of intimidating. No, this is, this is about the most basic and important relationship of your life. Mm-hmm. Who is God the Father? Who am I as his daughter, as his son? And... What do we do to cultivate our relationship with our parents? Mm. You know, we spend time with them. So to not be intimidated by this idea of an interior life, because it's fundamentally it's about having a conversation and a relationship with the one who loves us more than we love ourselves. So I'll start there and then throw it back to you if if that brings up any questions or... Well, you'd said, <clears throat> what is that from Matthew? Yeah. Um, go into your room and close the door. And I'm like, <laughs> I have mm-hmm. four kids. 
and they are five and under. So when I hear interior life, for some reason, my mind always goes to like quiet, silence, peaceful. (laughs) And as a mom, I'm thinking, okay, well, what does that look like? Um, Mm. Like the interior life of a parent, or especially as moms. We've talked kind of we've talked about interior life and ministry, and, I, and we can maybe we can tackle that too because that's that's really important to to cultivate. But interior life and the messiness of family life, what does that look like? Well, I think there's one problem that many people tend to bring into a prayer life in their family life that they forget that their prayer life is what will fuel their family mm-hmm. life. And so uh, it, it's, it's the same problem you have as a, as a priest. It's the same problem you'd have as a bishop, as a pope. You put so much on your plate, mm-hmm. and you forget that, you know, oh, yeah, the thing that I'm supposed to do and supposed to give the most attention to is actually the thing that I'm neglecting the most. So, yeah, it's a, a typical kind of secular phrase is um, you, you're burning the candle at both ends, mm-hmm. and, and you, you've got too many irons in the fire. Um, so... You have to kind of repossess yourself, and I, I think that's a, a hard thing for a lot of moms to do. Um, I, and I know da- it's hard for dads, too. Dads, people kind of make the joke, but it's true. You know, men's brains tend to think differently than mm-hmm. women's brains. We know that. Uh, men speak a lot a lot less than women do. Mm-hmm. We internally process versus externally process, you know, in kind of a general way. Um, but men tend to have a better sense of linear order, you know, and so for them, it, it may be as simple as waking up and saying the morning offering, but they know that they're going to do that every day. A mom considers, you know, in the, the waffle and the brain and the, uh, the waffle brain and the spaghetti brain, the mom's got the, the morning offering, but she's also thinking about the poopy diaper and she's thinking <laughs> about the, the waffles she has to make for, you know, kids before school. And the mom has to sit back and say, okay, I need to take the time to say hi to Jesus before I actually walk mm-hmm. out of this door. Mm-hmm. I need to say, take the time, even if I've got a kid at the foot of my bed screaming, I can stop for you know 10 seconds and begin this day in prayer. And mm-hmm. so um, my, my first counsel really would be for any parent uh, is you are in possession of the time of your life. Uh, yes, your kids will increasingly put variables into that schedule, but... <laughs> You have the chance and the choice to make the priority God or other things. And so maybe that first step for a practical way to develop it into your life is to be practical. Um, don't think that you have to pray a holy hour every day, right? You know, I, I don't encourage moms to do that, especially when you have kids so young, right? For both of you, you have pretty young kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, when your kids are out of the house, that's a really great aspiration to look mm-hmm. forward to. But where are you at right now? I don't have an hour, and you, you know, you know, you don't have an hour in the day uh, to spare for for our Lord or for any anything else in a lot of ways. But do I have ten minutes? Yeah, you do. And, and I'll be a little tough on moms. A lot of y'all make excuses, like Father, I'm so busy. What are you busy with? You know, the Office season three. Right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, scrolling through my Instagram, my Facebook, right. Twitter. Uh, watching whatever stupid show, uh, you know, and, and so, yeah, there, there is a lot of opportunity for you to be more concerted in that effort. If you do let your children watch a little bit of screen time every day, okay, you could be planning to prepare a meal in that mm-hmm. time. That's totally reasonable. Um, but can you take the first five minutes of that screen time and maybe pray the Angelus in a decade of the rosary mm-hmm. and just meditate on 
you know, one of the mysteries for yeah. the day. That That's not impossible. But that first kind of concrete step is I am an adult and I need to make time for God. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what do you think? Well, I think, I think too, is that, um, and I have been, I'll be the first to say I have definitely made excuses, but I also know that when, um, at least as a family, we have said, this is something that we're going to do for family prayer. Mm-hmm. And after you just stick with it. So we've been saying a family rosary for quite some time, but that was my husband who was like, we really need to do this. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's going to be really challenging with the littles. Right. So, um, <laughs> but it just became, I mean, it seemed like a battle at first. Um, but now our kids have just come to a, a moment of like acceptance, like this is mm-hmm. what we do every day. And it's something that has been built into the fabric of what we do as a family together. It's not always, um, in front of our prayer table, right. um, you know, that we have at our house sometimes it's like, Oh, it's in the car, you know, because we were going somewhere or, you know, but they, um, at some point for us, the fighting to some extent ceased and mm-hmm. it became like acceptance that this is our way of life. It's easier for me to do that when it's something that I'm doing for us as our family. But when it comes to me and I have to hold myself accountable for mm. that for myself, yeah. um, what I have found is that most of um, most of my prayer time is what my husband and I pray together and what I pray with my children. And then it's like, oh, but I still need my own personal right. prayer time. And so it's like I'm getting prayer, but there's still something about the relationship that I need with Jesus. Um, that's specifically Mickey and Jesus. And that's the part that I, I tend to struggle with because I'm not as disciplined with myself um, as I am with my kids. Right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, and so learning how to learn, just learning how to build, like, this is what I'm going to do every day, mm-hmm. even if that means that I was up for two hours with a kid, mm-hmm. you know, and I know when I'm tired, I can get kind of short with my children. So do I sleep in or do I still get up early? to do the prayer, you know, and those are the things that the I, that's, those are the things that yeah. I struggle with. And I would even venture to say maybe most parents mm-hmm. um, might struggle with is because there have been times when I've been on a routine, I'm like, man, I'm doing good. And then obviously with children, there's something that interrupts that, mm-hmm. like a sick kid mm-hmm. um, that you're up with like two or three hours. And you're like, oh, man, I have to be up in 30 minutes <laughs> to say my prayer, you know, um, or do I try to say it now I'm falling asleep. And so once I get off track mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because of things that are outside of my control um it's really hard to get back into those more structured formal Mm -hmm. things that i have said that i was going to do um for myself um so i don't know i don't know if you have any pointers uh on that (laughs) keeping resolutions of prayer is incredibly tough and it's not easy as a celibate person either i you know i'm a pastor of souls and uh you know this morning i took uh took a 68-year-old woman to the doctor. Uh, I heard confessions. I had three meetings. And then uh, I got in the car and drove down here after I said Mass. And, you know, there's always going to be a lot of things that will kind of take us off track. And a statement I said a few minutes ago is just to be possessed of yourself, to kind of Mm -hmm. repossess yourself. And and I think that's that's a discernment issue is that a lot of people don't know who who they are you know in a certain Mm -hmm. sense you're 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 beautiful daughters of god but what does that mean who am you know to ask that question who am i what's that relationship um so if we're not if we haven't really discerned that we haven't had a chance to internally understand how am i going to more faithfully um spend time with our lord because the the resolutions you make are principally about helping you to cultivate 
deeper interiority so that as St. Paul says to pray without ceasing that, that yeah, in a, in a real way, your, your interior life is something that's active all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think with that particular kind of question, okay, do I get up early even though I know I'm going to be tired or do I go to bed? It, it's not an either or. It's a both and. I can start to pray as my kid's falling asleep on my chest, mm-hmm. right? And if I don't finish, you know, the angel, my guardian angel will take care of it. Mm-hmm. And then when you get up, if you have to sleep in a little bit extra, you know, you, you make a con- concerted effort in that moment. Lord, you know my heart and my desires. Um, and as soon as I get a chance, I'll come back to you. Um, so I think you can be a little more forgiving of yourself. And, and particularly moms, I've heard this because I've done spiritual direction for a, a great many of women um, and men. But I, I hear moms talk about this a little more often is that feeling of guilt, like I'm taking time for myself. Mm-hmm. Right? And you're like, what am I, am I supposed to do that? Because you know, like our whole thing is looking at Jesus on the cross who emptied himself out. Like, mm-hmm. so is there a moment of, was there ever any selfishness in our, well, no, but he's God, we're not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so we have to be conscientious of making that comparison. But your sense of guilt is, is, is unfounded, really. You know, because again, you can't, you can't give what you don't have, but you, you really, to invest even more deeply in your, your prayer time with your husband, with your children, you, you have to have the fuel to go into that. Um, and that yeah. fuel is going to come from that interior life that you as an individual are having with our Lord. Yeah. Uh, so, so I do want to recommend that moms kind of hang up the guilt hat and just you know leave it at the side and know that you can take time, you should take time. And in fact, you know, dads need to be cooperators with this to help their mm-hmm. spouses have that. You know, it's vice versa that you give each other uh, certain help to make sure you continue to cultivate the interior life. But... Um, there's another point I want to get to, but Deanna, I don't, I didn't want to kind of no, keep you, running on um, it. who I might have just blanked, okay. but uh, you said one thing. Uh, the 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 in, sorry, the interior life mm. um, really sounds like it's dependence on God in all things. Because mm-hmm. I think for a long time when I heard the term interior life, it's like it was this thing yeah. out there that we were aspiring to and I'm like I don't really know what that is and I don't really need it mm. but I know we've talked about the book The Soul of the Apostolate which mm-hmm. will kick your butt yeah. um, <laughs> highly recommend so um, but it wasn't until really until I started reading that book where he talks about how we're not supposed to be like Lord just bless all of my look at all the things and in ministry we can really fall into that but right. as parents too I could see how we could be like Lord look at how great our family is like mm. just just keep blessing us Lord just keep blessing us but that we should we should be totally dependent on God for every single thing that we do mm-hmm. whether it's a podcast or keeping the children alive <laughs> like yeah. it really like all of it like the fruit of family life really needs to come from that relationship with God and then as married couples that we've received that grace to to do that and that God wants to keep filling us with that but we have to be open to it so we have to pause mm-hmm. and take that time but i mean as spouses do you think that i mean is it is it our job as spouses to kind of protect the, I don't know if you'd say like protect the interior life of your spouse, but protecting the time for your spouse to, to develop uh, an interior life? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and this is where I, I would caution that men, you may hear something you don't like, but be grown ups. You don't babysit your kids. I, I hate when Ooh, I, I hate hear, that. I hate <laughs> when I hear 
a mom say, oh, my husband's babysitting. No, he's the father he's of these dad. children. He's being a been dad. <laughs> yeah. Um, and dads, you need to stop saying, oh, I'm baby, I'm watching the kid. No, you're my being baby. a dad. You're watching your children because you birth, you help bring them into the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's your responsibility. Likewise, mm-hmm. you have that responsibility to your spouse to, you know, protect her interior life protect you know you protect her by providing roofing over the house you know you have a a stockpile of guns whatever you do to protect (laughs) her right it's east texas we definitely do that um but you you also as a father and as a husband you have a responsibility to her to let her cultivate her interior garden which Mm -hmm. means she needs to really be and we just heard that um, parable this past sunday just talking about the vineyard like Vineyards are really tough work. It's mm-hmm. it's very meticulous. It's time consuming. It's something that really takes a lot of attention. And your spouse, you know, husbands and wives, each of you, your your spouse deserves the time to cultivate that interior garden of their soul. Um, so, yeah, don't don't shy away from asking your husband and say, hey, I, I'm going to need you to kind of step up on this uh, on this side. And for husbands to say, you know, I'm willing to do that. And, and hey, please help me too. Um, because the last thing they may be thinking about is, oh yeah, I need, I need, I don't ever go pray. I don't ever take time for yeah. our Lord. So, um, the, the thing I wanted to bring up, which is, again, I have a fun, useful antidote that I hope are, none of my friends will mind if I share these things, <laughs> but, um, we have a, we have a bad habit in our culture of pleasure, mm-hmm. um, that we seek pleasure, uh, kind of comfort, uh, foremost. And one of the great challenges in that is that we we're actually called really to a life of penance throughout our life to turn away from sin because it helps to cultivate deeper interior desires for goodness, for, for union with our Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, and so a friend of ours that we all know, um, who had a, had a little bit of a, I'd say a a sweet tooth amongst other things, but kind of had a, a continued desire. And she, it was self-recognition, you know, it was like, I just don't like doing things that are uncomfortable. And it's not conversations, quite the opposite. She's very willing to engage in uncomfortable conversations, but I don't like to take time away from the pleasure of sitting in the chair that I really like. I don't like taking time away from, you know, the social media time on my phone. And, you know, so I challenged her. I said, okay, why don't you start doing some gardening? Um, and... She was like, huh? Why? Uh, it's like, well, I got a feeling, you know, she's a city girl. I was like, I got a feeling maybe you just never really had much of a green thumb. And that's not the end of the world. But doing manual labor is typically not very enjoyable. If the weather's nice, it's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. But still, you're just, you're gross. You got dirt under your fingernails. You're slimy from the sweat and all that, and the glow for the ladies. But, uh, <laughs> You know, glistening. the glistening, yeah. yeah. But yes. but it it ended up being something where you know after time, and she jokes about it, and we both you know love her, that family to death. One, she actually likes being outdoors, um, but she realized that she could overcome some of that temptation of pleasure just by kind of objectively entering into something that was going to disturb that dependence. And you were mm-hmm. talking about, and that's where it ties in. Mm-hmm. We don't really depend on God. Right. Right. We don't. Right. I mean, overwhelmingly, I, I'm a relatively competent, intellectually bright young priest. And so I could very easily go through my days without reading a book, without listening to other preachers, without thinking, you know, the things that I need to be thinking about. Uh, and one of my great priest mentors just, he was like, hey, 
doesn't matter how many degrees you get or how many parishes you're a pastor of, you are always scum. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> okay. Okay. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I was like, oh, thanks, Father. But he was, like, he was just being kind of facetious, but he said, no, just remember, there's 2,000 years of thinking and mm-hmm. praying mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. go into mm-hmm. forming you as a priest. Yeah. And just when you think you're enough, remember you're not because mm-hmm. God will always outdo you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that total abandonment, there's, a, there's another French author, the Soul of the Apostle, it's by a Frenchman, uh, but there's a Father Cassad is uh, abandonment, abandonment to divi- the divine will. Uh, mm-hmm. And what that kind of speaks to for you as lay people and husbands and wives especially is that, yeah, we tend to be super self-reliant, and that creates an obstacle to divine trust. So I'm always very thankful to God that I've been in your homes. I know I see signs of Catholic life, but uh, I always want to encourage people, even if it's not the crucifix with the the words, somewhere in your your home to have the words, Jesus, I trust in you. Mm. Because that's really hard, Mm -hmm. really hard Mm -hmm. when, you know, Mm -hmm. the, Mm -hmm. the... the van, right, mm-hmm. or the whatever whatever you have your children in is covered in you know Oreo, Oreos and uh, Cheerios <laughs> oh. and goldfish crackers and it's unspeakable, right? Exactly. <laughs> like uh, you know, I went. I remember one of the gifts I gave to my sister when I was pretty poor, but she she had like three or four kids already. I was like, I'll clean your van out for you. That's and she was like, That's huge. so sweet of you, brother. That's you know, yeah. but yeah, I mean, so dads. <laughs> Wink, wink. Uh, think about doing that as a even an anniversary gift may be good enough. Uh, but you know, you've got all that disorder and you've got all those things around you, and you're like, oh man, this is all my fault. Well, no, you just got kids. Um, but do you trust that God is actually still part of that mm-hmm. that mess, right? Mm-hmm. And and I know you particularly, Deanna, you talk about the messiness of life because you do have sweet, mm-hmm. but but very active mm-hmm. children. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. I have a two-year-old that paints on the wall, <laughs> right? In Sharpie, in Sharpie, and she is the sweetest Your kid in the world, yeah. my godchild. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. but yeah, do I trust that God is actually in control? That He cares about my life, and um, and Mickey, you, you've you and I have talked some about you know you've had some challenging times recently, mm-hmm. and uh, and but you also have the con- consciousness to say, okay. Do I do, do I do I love the Lord and do I trust that He's still walking with me? And maybe externally things aren't perfect, right? You're figuring out how to do the homeschooling thing for the third <laughs> yeah. month, right? You know. <laughs> yes. By the way, job, give yourself Mom. a break. It's <laughs> just yeah, like it's your Mom. first go. But seriously, to have the composure and the peace to mm. walk through that valley of tears and that you're still walking through in some ways, it it comes down to going back to our Lord and saying, okay. I, do I trust you? Well, yes, Lord, I trust you because I don't see a way differently. I don't really see a different way because if I don't trust in you, then I'm trusting in myself. And yeah. like you said, the ability to wake up every day and pray, you've, you failed at that, right? So, <laughs> so am I going to do everything else perfectly? Probably not. So I need to start working back towards, okay, Lord, I want to trust in you. And sometimes we lose that trust, but I want to trust in you. I'm going to continue to work towards loving you and knowing you more fully so that I can trust in you more deeply. Mm. Um, and so those words, like I said, I, I really like to see those words in homes because it just gives you a sense of confidence. Yeah. Remember, he's he's the one who loves you, and he's yeah. the one that's in, in charge. Yeah. No, and I think um, 
for me too, when we talk about like um, cultivating an interior life, um, and I've just been immersed in it, and I feel like I should be farther along, you know, sort of than what I am. Uh, Because so much of my time in ministry, I had time to pray, you know, and some people who have secular jobs, they don't have a chapel right Mm -hmm. in their workplace, Mm -hmm. you know. And, um, but I think for me, I'm really good at having those sort of like um, side conversations with Jesus. Like I started to, and I'm still not that great at it, but I'm like, okay, I need to be able to do what God has called me to the best way that I know how in the best attitude that I can. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so... So I tried to start with, okay, although it'd be really great to say all of these formal prayers in my day, but I'm being really lousy and like grumpy while I'm doing the dishes. Mm. So then I was like, what can I do to make that task? Because it's something I have to do. Mm -hmm. And my husband helps. He's wonderful. Sometimes I just have to do it. Mm -hmm. So how can I have that, like cultivate my commitments, but do it joyfully? Mm. So then I started listening to like music or I would um, put the chaplet of divine mercy on, or I'd listen to a religious podcast. And so then it became, okay, all right. So now I'm just taking what I'm doing in my normal day, things that I have to get done. Mm -hmm. And how can I do this in a magnanimous nature, right? Like, how can I do this in the best way that I can? And I'm, I haven't reached that level of like, okay, I feel like I'm doing (laughs) pretty good. Um, but, and so sometimes but then I still feel guilt about not having more just of the me quiet time where I'm right. sitting down with my own thing. So, mm-hmm. cause it can be intimidating for me, but one of the things that I try to do to help me in my own spiritual life is to just call upon the presence of God all the time. Mm-hmm. And it may just be something as simple as, I call it my Jesus breath. Mm-hmm. Um, when I get to a point where I feel like I'm going to act in a way that's unbefitting of a Christian lady, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't do this all the time, but I've tried to like, just take a deep breath and then go breathe Jesus in, <sighs> breathe Mickey out. Mm-hmm. And so, cause my favorite, one of my favorite Bible verses is John three thirty. He must increase, I must decrease. And so that has been something that um, I have tried to do um, in uh, in my life. And so just taking those moments or if my kids are just fighting and things are just like, and there are days where you're like, what happened here? Like right. I've been present for this whole thing, but I don't know how we got to this point. Nice. And I'm like, y'all, we need to call on Jesus right now because mm. we need help, you know? And so, um, so I have found like just, just in those moments of like, even when I have lost complete control or the kids have lost control and it's just like, you're in this um, kind of moment where you're like, I behaved poorly or they behaved poorly. Like our family life is a mess right now. Mm-hmm. I think even, cause we all have those moments like, okay, so then how do you repair that? Like, what is your first go-to? Is your first go-to just to retreat and go away from everybody um, and do just some, something for yourself where you're like, okay, let's, let's just say, Lord, help us. And then if we need to take a retreat, sure. you know, like, how do you, how does that come across? Like when you are repairing those moments of just chaos, chaos. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I, I would love to be at a place spiritually where, um, even when there's chaos around me, cause there've been a lot of changes this year, at least for me. And I know we all go through lots of things, um, in our own lives, but I would love to be at a place where I can experience internal peace 
even when like the kids are yelling or they're fighting or tragedy strikes our home. Mm -hmm. And so that's the kind of spiritual life that I'm like, okay, I just want to have that, that Mm. peace. I've been reading this book, um, searching for and maintaining peace. And it said all of the reasons for losing your peace are bad reasons. So it's like, (laughs) okay, (laughs) you know, and, um, so I do, but I do think it's a, it's a work in progress, like to understand that our interior life, is going to change from state and life, you know, along the years and what it looks like. And I have a hard time marrying an idea of what I think it should look like. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there is a, so far, I want to say one thing, Father Jacques Philippe, he wrote Searching for and Maintaining Interior Peace. He writes a lot of very digestible, short, you know, 100 to 120 mm-hmm. page, big print, um, spiritual books. And I, I would recommend them all. Uh, I regularly recommend them to my spiritual directees. Um, he's from the community of Beatitudes in France and, and yeah, just has a real great insight, good psychology, good Catholic anthropology, and, and a good sense of the history of our, of our, uh, church's interior or mystical writings. So, um, yeah, what I want to say about that is you are an idea person, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I love that about you. It's your creativity is, is you, you don't think that yourself that way, but you really, <laughs> you're spontaneous in your creativity, the way you've worked, especially with special needs folks that, that takes a dynamic that's very mm-hmm. challenging and you have to be able to respond in the moment to each and every one of those individuals. Um, I'm a planner, so I'm not an idea person. I, 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 I come up with occasional ideas that are good, but most of the time it's, you give me the idea, I will figure out the systematic way to <laughs> execute it most reasonably. Mm-hmm. And so for me, uh, you know, Mickey, I don't have a lot of those moments where I feel chaos because I feel like I've planned for the chaos that's coming, but I'm also a celibate dude. Right? Yeah, I was um, gonna say I'm a planner too, but right, you and are. I am not a planner. And you're not. Right, right. It's the idea versus the execution and that kind of thing. But, but the idea is that the, the, the reality is we we fix ourselves to these ideas. Like right. uh, I'm a mom. I should be able to you know pray my rosary every day. I should be able to, you know, make three meals. Yeah. I should, whatever these ideas you have in your head. And so it's just Catholic mom. Yeah. Right. So the first thing you've got to do is kind of destroy that idea, mm-hmm. that idea of comparison, uh, because gosh, we do that to ourselves mm-hmm. all the time. Why am I not like her? Mm-hmm. Um, and so to destroy again, and that gets back, it just gets back to your identity. You are a daughter of God and the, and the intimacy of, of your conversation with our Lord to, to be reminded over and over again that God knows you, he created you, mm. he loves you, and he wants you to be with him forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that's the breath you've got to breathe is mm-hmm. just to remember, okay, I am. But I do want to talk about the virtue of joy because you guys are joyful women, and I know you, you, have, you have challenging lives uh, and wonderful families, uh, but it's, it's a thing that our, our bishop is very good at reminding people of when he preaches. He does, in Spanish, he always says, es un gran gozo, like every homily, so it's a great joy. But it is. We've got to remember, the life yeah. we have with God is a joyful life. Yeah. Um, despite the, the planes crashing, what feels like planes crashing every day, we've got murder hornets one month, we've got coronavirus <laughs> the next month, we've got all those things that are happening exteriorly that right. we have literally no control over, right. none whatsoever. We tend to let those things aggravate the heck out of us mm-hmm. and drag us down. So not only am I failing because I'm not meeting the ideal, I'm also failing because I'm not controlling the world. Well, that's crazy. <laughs> You're not going to control the world. God does that, not us. And the idea is, the, it, it, in a lot of ways, you're ideating this perfection that is actually your enemy um, because you're letting the perfect be the enemy of the good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Right. So mm-hmm. remembering that the good is actually good. Yes. And yes. from that goodness will yeah. spring a great sense of joy. So I can't say that every moment you will always be able to do that, but you're working on it and you mm-hmm. continue to work on it. But Father Philippe is right in that all the reasons that we lose our peace are so trivial so often. Bad things do happen, and those are going to cause a lack of peace, right? Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. You, you've lost uh, someone you love dearly. Mm-hmm. I've lost, you know, I lost a nephew a number of years ago. It rocked my world. It, 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 was, it was just, gosh, it was just so hard to understand. Why is an 11-year-old kid dying? Um, but I, I can't say with perfection, but with, with pretty close, near perfection, the peace was constantly there. And part of that was just my great family, my sister, whose name is Pamela Joy. I mean, for the love of God, her name is Joy. And she, in the midst of this, losing her son, was just, there was a sense of great loss and sadness, but a great sense of joy because she is a woman of tremendous faith. And when you have that interior conversation, that, that consolation that does, it's hard to quantify, but you, you, you'll feel it in your bones kind of, right? You're like, okay. God really does love me. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. And I have a reason to be joyful because if God is true and real and he loves me, I can really tackle this next yes. fight. Yes. Right? Yeah. I can really tackle <clears throat> this next drive, mm-hmm. right? Whatever you feel like in that moment, like I can't do this. I'm ripping my hair out. Like breathe a little bit. Remember God is mm-hmm. your father. Remember our Lord Jesus is your, is your brother and the Holy Spirit dwells within you. And so I think that's a uh, fight that fight. Don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. One of my good friends, he reminds me of that constantly. It's very helpful. Um, and to recognize that you're not in control. And the control issue is tough mm-hmm. for everybody. It takes humility. It does. Yeah. It takes great humility to recognize that I don't have control over mm-hmm. these things. Um, but it also frees you from taking responsibility. Mm-hmm. Taking responsibility for things that are out of your control is one of the things that prevents you from having a prayer life, right? Mm -hmm. Taking responsibility for your child that threw their food on the floor and saying that's my fault somehow. No, it's not. (laughs) They're little mildly rational creatures that do very irrational things. So saying, okay, that's a, you know, it stinks. Sam, I don't know why that happened, but I love you. And, you know, scoop it in the trash, do whatever you got to do, and then move on. Yeah. Yeah. And stop beating yourself up about the fact that that even happened, because what's the point? You know, nothing's going to change. It happened. Right. Yeah. So hopefully that helps a little bit. Uh, We've got just a few moments. Is there anything else you want to? Well, I before we wrap up, you know, just thinking of the person who's like, okay, interior life, it's important, but still struggling to know, like, okay, well, where do I begin? Because sometimes that's the hardest Mm. step is knowing how to just get started with it. So are there like maybe three things that you would say? to begin fostering, developing a, an interior life, yeah. whether you're a single parent, yeah, yeah, whatever. The first thing is the imagination. And I we, we could do, we definitely do it a whole nother podcast. Maybe we will, we'll talk about imagination, but our imaginations are shot. Mm-hmm. This thing, this stupid thing mm-hmm. destroys creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that we are so overly scheduled, we, mm-hmm. we don't, you know, our kids, I, I know you're, I know both your kids, your sets of kids pretty well. I know they're imaginative little creatures, and that's a really good thing. But you took di- it takes discipline to let them imagine. Um, mm-hmm. So screen time is one thing that just really destroys creativity. But I say imagination because Lexio Divina, uh, something Mickey's very passionate about, I'm very passionate about, and I know, Deanna, you've practiced it. This is the, really the first step, is to take the gospel 
take a take the first pericope that you find that you land on pericope is like a little paragraph a little story um and let your imagination ruminate on it for five minutes i mean it starts there i'm doing this with teenagers who tend to not want to close their eyes and think about anything because they want to stare at their phone Mm -hmm. but it's such an easy step so so even just taking the sunday gospel and sitting with it for five minutes a day for five or six days and, and or, or, you know, go through the first reading maybe if that's what, you know, but scriptural imagination using Lexio Divina, kind of the, the process of thinking about it, meditating on it, praying about it, and then just kind of sitting in it, relaxing in God's presence um, would be, I think, one of the best things. Get your imagination going because God is the creator of the entire cosmos. He's a pretty creative dude. Mm-hmm. Um and you are made in his image and likeness. So you've got a lot to think about and a lot to imagine. The second one is do have a discipline. Do have just, if it's the, the littlest thing, if it's I'm going to pray a decade of the rosary with my family every day, but have a personal discipline. Pray the Angelus, something like that. I, you know, for me, that's a, such a big one. It anchors the day, 6 a.m., 12 p.m., 6 p.m. You may not pray it at 6 p.m. on the dot. It may be 6.07. It may be 4.52. You know, <laughs> you know, you figure that out. But just am I committed enough to pray this? Because it's a little catechism of the incarnation, the death, and the resurrection of our Lord. Yeah. It's just such a beautiful prayer to meditate on the entire mystery of Christ. Um, so so something, something small but some daily discipline that you really can stick to mm. uh, is so helpful. And the, the third one, it's not as easy, I would say, but it's going to confession, right? You ladies go, I know, um, because you tell me, uh, <laughs> right? I'm not revealing anything there. They just say, hey, I went to confession. <laughs> Thank yeah. goodness. Yeah, Woo, you tell I'm me. Um, no, but, you know, going to confession is an interior act of humility mm-hmm. to come before our Lord and say, Lord, I love you, and these are the ways that I failed to love you, but it, it, one, it's sacramental grace, so it actually transforms your soul. Two, it helps you to recognize, okay, I su- succeeded at these things, but I failed at these things. Mm-hmm. And to not beat yourself up about those failures, because God's forgive and forget, but to recognize, I need to avoid those things. Yeah. I need to avoid those things that are least. So if it's you know gossip, who was I gossiping with? What was my kind of motivations? Um, but good, you know, once a month is my recommendation for all moms and dads, like go and take your kids with you. Even if they can't go, they need to see mom and dad doing the thing. Right. Um, but confession is just, it's, I I imagine this is just, I know we're going a little long, but just, I'm a priest. So I hear confessions a lot, but I also go to try to go to confession every seven to 10 days. Um, I always remember the prodigal son Mm. and I love my dad dearly. He is just my hero and my friend. But I always imagine my dad, because one time this, you know, this very real situation happened. My dad came to find me because he thought I would, you know, he, he wasn't, he was worried about me. I was staying at my buddy's house and he just forgot that I was spending the night there. My dad drove to my buddy's house at two in the morning, you know, knocking on the door, scared out of his mind mm-hmm. that something had happened to me. Mm-hmm. And I came downstairs from, I was sleeping upstairs and my buddies, you know, on the floor, um, we played video games and I could see my dad was disappointed. He had every right to be, but he just walked up to me and he hugged me and he said, I love you and I'm glad you're okay. Mm-hmm. Now get your butt in the car. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I always imagine that like you, the father is running to, towards you yes. with that great joy to say, yes. gosh, you're here. So confession, it's just such a boost, mm. you know, for us mm-hmm. in our interior life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything else, ladies? 
I just have one more recommendation. Please. Um, even for people to, uh, and I think too, a lot of times we're not self-aware, mm-hmm. you know, uh, of really our struggles are where we are. So I would, I would recommend even if you can find a few extra minutes um, to just evaluate. And I think we all know maybe those biggest maybe obstacles or those those biggest challenges or questions that we have as far as like who God is to us and our behavior and our response to him. So to just um, maybe jot down some of those things, becoming more aware of, okay, what is um, what is a, a big struggle that I have when it comes to prayer and, and cultivating this uh, interior life? Or just sit with the question, mm-hmm. do I trust God? Mm. And then having like, here's everything I trust him with and here are the things that mm-hmm. I don't. And then it's a Sometimes it can be a quick process, but sometimes it can be a slow process. Like, okay, I find that I don't trust him with this part of my life because I'm grasping onto control, and then mm. pray on that one thing. Like, yeah. what is it that I that um, that I can do to hand that over to God? You know, or or why am I grasping onto it so mm-hmm. much? And maybe just sit with that, even though it is uncomfortable mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and can be a little intimidating. But that's something that I recommend: just trying to work on self awareness and. Um, yeah, maybe even just sit with that question. Do I trust Do I trust God? And then because it's hard to have a really deep interior life if you don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So That praying without ceasing doesn't happen unless you, you've given your whole life to him. So, mm-hmm. right. Okay, well, I, I would like to say thank you. I know it's not my show, but thank you, ladies. I watch the show uh, and try to share it with my friends and my family. I want to recommend you. that to everybody else. Just, you know, share it. Uh, these are always good conversations. Uh, and Catholic media is a tough world, but, you know, we're trying to bring positive and, you know, practical things to help people mm-hmm. really grow in holiness. Um, and to work on our interior life is, it's the greatest romance in the world. It's, you know, you're pursuing the one who loves you more than mm. you love yourself. And mm. so don't give up. Keep going after him. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Father, for being with us. This is a great joy and a blessing for us. Um, And we invite our audience to uh, check out our other episodes from Mm -hmm. Life Beyond the Chariot and our podcast for the St. Philip Institute. You can visit our website, stphilipinstitute.org. And we are an institute of catechesis and evangelization. So it's not only about teaching the Catholic faith, but encouraging people to have a relationship with Jesus Christ and the interior life is part of that. So hopefully we can continue to offer resources that will encourage and inspire people to uh, aim for that. But before we end, Father, will you give us a blessing? Be happy to. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your Your spirit. spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 All right. Thanks, ladies, so much. Thank Thank you, you, Father. Father.